0: really looks like remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on instagram so we can connect become a patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests freebies early access to new episodes discounts on merch and more are you ready to manifest incredible love not just love, but healthy, meaningful, aligned love. Hi, I'm Alia Lovely, the host of chart-topping podcast, Spiritual Shit. And I'm Sharina Skandani, coach and founder of Wholehearted Coaching. We've both manifested amazing partnerships and want to show you how to do that in your own life by unlocking your energy and mindset. So we've created Manifest Them, the online course to call in your soulmate. With over six hours of content, worksheets, bonus meditations, and breathwork exercises, this course will show you exactly how to shift your beliefs and frequency to manifest your equal and capable partner. This course will not only teach you how to call on your soulmate, but also how to nurture a loving, healthy relationship. If you're interested in finding love or finding out more about how to manifest, head over to manifestthem.com. Open the door, love, and step into the partnership you've always desired. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Lily Lovely. What's up? How are you? How are you doing today? Have you checked in with yourself? Have you done a body scan? Have you been doing any of your practices? And that doesn't mean spiritual practice, like have you been doing your routine? Have you been taking care of yourself is what I'm asking. And this has definitely been a week where I've had to get hyper aware of the ways in which I'm not taking care of myself and whether that be mentally, physically, emotionally and having to bring in uh, kind of like the big ends (laughs) to kind of force myself to relax a little bit around the things I can't control. So just a little tidbit there. Um as far as a little bit of a catch up with me um I am 34 weeks for those who care <laughs> this week and I'm getting really really close to um having this baby so um I've been really kind of thinking more um about like this whole journey that I've been on and how I believe that it's made, forced me to be more grounded in some kind of way. So typically, I'm someone who is out in the ether, <laughs> someone who's like, let's talk to spirits, ghosts show up to me, um, let me connect, like what kind of mediumship am I getting? And since I've been on this journey this last, um, you know, since August, I haven't felt the need to connect as deeply with those areas of my spirituality. instead I'm having to learn how to get deep into my body. and obviously this can apply to anyone this doesn't have to apply to someone who's pregnant. Um, but this this idea of thinking sometimes when we first get into spirituality that the upper chakras and the you know more spiritual experiences and the things that are are weird and cool and, and kooky and you know sometimes even scary are the more important spiritual practices than the ones that are more, I would say, humanly based. And what's interesting is I, even when I would buy crystals, I was like, you know, I don't want to mess with the red ones or the yellow ones or the orange ones. Like, like give me all the blue and purple ones. Those of you who don't know chakras, um, the blue and purple tend to be the higher chakras, the ones that are uh, closer to connecting to intuition and thought and things like that. So, um, I didn't care about grounding or rooting, not realizing that, um, you know, intuition has with no rooting has nowhere to go. So without the, essentially, it's like if you think of the cloud, if you have no computer for the cloud to download to, you can't open a file. So you must be equally grounded in order to allow your um, branches to continue to grow you have to be equally rooted so that's something that I really started to discover I would say last year and then more so recently into this year when I noticed that I was kind of um, judging myself for not feeling like I was as spiritual because I wasn't doing as much of um, the woo-woo stuff if you will And then starting to recognize, you know what, the human stuff is just as spiritual because without the human stuff, I can't integrate those two experiences. So, you know, um, I'm trying to, I'm learning that balance of what that looks like. But to jump into our topic today is, um, you know, I I tend to look through my DMs for uh, topics of like what people are interested in or what people have a lot of questions about. And what I'm finding is is I get a lot of emails and DMs about people being scared of spirit and also simultaneously, uh, people being, you know, asking questions, how to connect with their spirit guides. And what's interesting to me is the dichotomy or even the parallel of how many people are scared of encountering spirits, but have a different view or perception of what spirit guides are and seem somehow that seems less scary (laughs) because you you don't want no random spirits, you know, hanging out with you or uh, talking to you, but you're cool with the spirit guides. And so I found that interesting and I thought, well, you know, I can talk about how I connect with my spirit guides and uh, any tips that I can think of. But I also then thought about, well, you, it's going to be difficult for you to be able to connect to your spirit guides if you're scared of spirit. So let's start with that first. I hear a lot of people who are just kind of afraid that spirit's going to show up and hang up over your bed. Okay, That is not the common experience. It happens, but it's more rare. Um, those people tend to have more sensitivity in the visual field. Um, or, you know, it could be the energy around the environment that they're in. And, you know, for myself, mine started off like that when I was more, uh, I'll say earlier in my journey where I was seeing a lot more stuff until I decided that seeing stuff wasn't actually the best way for me to be able to communicate with spirit. So I began to start to draw up boundaries and say, hey, look, like you can't show up in my bedroom. You can't show up here. Um, I used to sleep with the lights on. Like I, I It's been me only two or three years that I've slept in complete darkness and felt comfortable sleeping in complete darkness. And that was mostly because I wasn't setting good boundaries with spirit. And while I was having this awakening and opening and starting to dabble with energies that I wasn't familiar with, I wasn't putting up good boundaries. And that would give me that sense of insecurity where I didn't feel like I could, um, you know, purposefully dabble in what was interesting to me without feeling like I'm scared, you know. And I think that fear is a primary blocker of what allows us to really dig into our intuition and actually hear spirit and connect with spirit. In addition to that, I believe that fear has a very particular energy signature, and so when we are in a fear-based mode, when we're trying to open ourselves up to spirit, um, simultaneously we are emitting an energy frequency or signature that tends to attract spirits of the same frequency. So there's a lot of physicists and, and other things to talk about, like attracts like, and I can't name them right now, but (laughs) there's a lot of laws in the universe, basically, that say like attracts like. It's kind of like law of attraction, right? And, um, you know, when you're in that space that you're trying to open yourself up to, but you're simultaneously scared, you might experience something that feels scary because it's the energy in which you're calling out that particular frequency. So I had to talk about fear first because there's just this this and you know it's like how do you well how do you you know get rid of fear how do you stop being afraid and you know for some people it will take a long time for some people it'll take no time and for me what was the really easy way to step into that was um someone told me hey you are the one in the body you are the one having this experience so you get to say who you want to talk to and who you don't want to talk to and for some reason, something clicked inside of me when she told me that, and she also advised, and I've said this before on the podcast, to um, you know find a totem, put it near your bed, um, say when this is on my nightstand, you can't talk to me, <laughs> um, or these types of spirits aren't allowed here. Before I do all my readings, I have like a little prayer that I say, and while the prayer sounds like um, it's for the other person, I've also guarded that prayer very heavily with a lot of protection energy. So when I open myself up I'm not inviting anyone's energy in that's not here to participate in a contributory or positive way. And so while I know that it it's like well how, how should I not be scared if I don't have, if I have to protect myself from this energy but think about it like boundaries with people, right There are certain people you would not let into your house and certain people you would not be friends with, and certain people you would not date. And there's certain spirits you just don't want to talk to and, and that you don't want to engage with and interact with. And so if you're already finding that you're interacting with spirits that you don't like, making sure to make those energetic boundaries, make those intentions known. Um, maybe you have some rituals that you'd like to do around them in order to kind of feel out how, you know, <laughs> how, how to block them out, whatever works best for you. But you have to, you have to be grounded in that. And that's where grounding is super important when it comes to to talking and playing with spirit, because if you're not grounded, you're a frequency that can be essentially pulled around. It's like um, you know, if you're in the middle of a storm or something, it's you need some roots, you need something to hang on to, hold on to. This goes the same for people who are interested in astral travel. And for myself, the last time I did um, some deep astral travel was when I was in Bali last year. And I haven't really played with it since because my sense of security wasn't real great. I was in the middle of moving everywhere or nowhere and trying to figure stuff out. And I was like, this is not the best time to play with this type of energy because I don't feel rooted for myself energetically where I'm staying. I don't feel like I'm in a safe space. I feel like I'm staying in a space where There's other energies here that I'm not um, acclimated to, not familiar with. And so I said, I made a decision for myself that I was going to wait to try astral travel again um, until I had a place that I felt safe in, that was secure in my own energy, rooted in my own energy. Um, And then I got pregnant and I was like, I'm not trying to leave the body while (laughs) I'm trying to usher in another soul here. So Um, I'll wait on that. But back to spirits, like In this way, you creating that rooting for yourself creates that sense of security for you to hold on to something while you're trying to interact with spirit and spirit can interact in so many different ways. So I I don't want to really go through the litany of how many ways they can contact you, but I will say that it'll be more difficult for you to be able to engage with them, it, whomever, (laughs) um, if you're scared of it. And so, um, you giving yourself at least decent boundaries around what that looks like. Um, you giving acceptance for yourself. You giving yourself a place to be able to be rooted. You giving yourself some security with um, maybe some crystals. Um, Moldavite for me is the, the my favorite and it's not everybody's favorite to work with, but I love using Moldavite because of its ability to really dispel negative energy um, those of you who have seen some pictures of me, I wear one around my neck that I almost never take off. And that's for a reason. It's, it's just for protection. So when I'm opening myself up, I have, um, you know, blessed it and, um, done some energy work with this particular piece to say, okay, anything that's not here to contribute good energy towards this session, towards my opening, towards my awakening, towards my life, um, you know, needs to... <laughs> Stay six feet away <laughs> respectfully, uh stay longer or further away, but yeah, you get the point um, dumb joke, so <laughs> um, so then moving into that, there's also this openness that comes when you decide that you want to connect with your spirit guides, and so maybe for some of you, the term spirit guide means something you know, less scary because in some ways you've already identified, this is a part of my soul team and they're here to help me. So they're not people and this necessarily need to be scared of and the way that I understand it or the way that I experience it. Um, and you may find other videos or uh, podcasts that describe this differently. So this is just my experience as always. Um, but my spirit guides consist of, um, you know, there's one primary spirit guide that I talk to quite often, um, some of you know, I've called her Karen before, before Karen thing was a thing. Um, her name is some something ancient and begins with a K. And she was prim- primarily the one who assisted me in most of my awakening and me starting to get used to what channeling looked like. Um, since about maybe six months ago, eight months ago or so, I haven't actually heard from her that much. She hasn't been the primary voice that I've been talking to or through. In fact, my higher self has actually came in more. The voice sounds more like me instead of like someone like guiding me, if that makes sense. In addition to that, I've also had more contact with my actual ancestors as guides. And some of you may be asking, like, how do you know? Like, how do you know who's who? Or how do you know who you're talking to? And I guess that for this, this is a mode of practice. But at first, it will just kind of sound like your own intuition at first, you know, it'll be this voice that kind of comes to you that you're, you kind of recognize um, and, and maybe feel in some ways, if you're open to it, um, that it's you. And a lot of people ask, you know, like, well, how do you know you're not making it up? And I, I, I love and hate this question. Um not not if you asked me i would be like oh my god but what i mean is is that we we distrust ourselves so much and we um look at ourselves as you know if if we were to make quote unquote make something up that that means that we are imagining something that isn't there and i just want you to think about the way imagination works imagination is the creation process itself okay so someone somewhere decided uh, we should have small computers in our pockets that can do this, that, and the other, and they should have apps and this should help make our life easier this way or that way. And at some point, someone made that up and they might've presented it to someone else and someone had been like, that is crazy. That's not possible. And they made it possible. So your imagination is a part of the creation process that brings things to fruition. And so... In a lot of ways, I believe that our imagination, sometimes the messages that we're getting, um, you know, are part of our co-creation process. And I'm not saying like if you're, you know, in a bad space and someone in your head is saying, go kill so-and-so, that might not be the imagination you want to go with. Um, and, And you would know that, right? You would know that's not a good thing to do. But if you're sitting somewhere and, and you're in the space of quiet and you're asking for answers and needing clarity and you feel like that that tiny voice is coming in and that tiny voice of what it is that you're meant to do or how you're meant to proceed is something that comes in super peaceful. It might not be something you're ready for. It could be something you're actually scared to do. But if it comes in and there's a, there's a sense of knowing that comes with that. I invite you to, to dig into that some more because there are elements of which we think we're making things up. So we block out what our intuition is actually trying to communicate to us. And we want more concrete answers and more concrete answers and more proof. And let's ask this medium and let's ask that medium and let's ask this healer. And it's like, oh, you know, your fear of spirit also translate into your distrust of your own higher self. And the messages that that come through it. Sometimes you are your own spirit guide. And if you're unable to connect with that part of yourself or, or unwilling, then it makes it more difficult for you to connect with an external team. And the reason I say this is because a lot of people are looking for the answers to come externally, when the answers are actually coming from within quite often. Your spirit guides are there to assist and connect. But if you aren't doing the work to root yourself and anchor yourself and, and trust yourself, then how are you supposed to trust some random spirit stranger? You know, I mean, in some ways that could be easier because you're bypassing yourself, but that distrusting yourself is a similar energy of fear. It has, it's not the same frequency, but it's similar. And that same energy will have you making decisions Um, you know, that are outside of what you knew you were supposed to do. I know a lot of you have experienced this where you're like, damn it, I knew this was going to happen or I knew I shouldn't have done this or whatever once it was too late because you had that voice at some point. There was some assistance that was happening there and, and you didn't trust it. So it's important to find ways to root in yourself, trust yourself and get into spaces where you can you can release some of that fear. Now, I know that sounds easier said than done, but be aware of where you're feeling fear because if you're afraid to get an answer that you don't want, that's fear. I'm going to ask for this thing, but please don't tell me I have to dump my boyfriend. Please don't tell me I have to quit this toxic job. Um, please don't tell me that I need to move across the country or you know whatever. If you're looking for that confirmation bias, from your guides, and you're not having the openness and acceptance of, like, I'm really looking for the truth here, then it's another type of frequency that will block that that message from coming through. So, um, I also want to talk about dreams. And, and the reason, I mean, for a lot of people, some people don't remember their dreams, um, but some people do. And for myself, Um, that is actually where me talking to my spirit guide started. So um, I know that this won't hit for everybody, but this, in this particular way, this helped me um, have a lesser fear driven experience with the outside, Um, the outside, the beyond, (laughs) because I was, I was unconscious when it was happening. So um a lot of the the ways in which i started to understand more of my connection to the other side was through dreams i would get um connection with my grandparents people who've passed people who were giving me a last message for someone else to give to them and then when i would go to them and say hey i had this dream about so and so and they told me to tell you this and they're like you know gobsmacked at this information that i had and that's where i started to that's where i started to realize that i had something more connected than I was um you know kind of aware of and I believe everybody has that in some capacity you just need to find what it is for you but in particular um even even recently actually a few days ago I had a dream about my grandpa and it was really interesting because whenever I had dreams about people who've already passed away in my life they appear smaller to me in the dream um this is just a side note um they they appear like they're about four feet tall something like that And, um, I ended up telling my dad about it. My dad said the same thing. He's like, that's so weird. I, you know, my dad is also uh, very connected, if you will. And he was like, I also see them. They're always smaller than they looked in real life. Um, in this life we'll say. Anyway, so my grandfather comes to me and, um, it's interesting when I interact with my grandfather, it's very different than when I interact with my, my grandmother. Um, my grandfather, I always feel like I'm visiting him. Like I've gone to a place and space where he's comfortable and I don't ever really recognize that he's dead. I don't say, oh my God, you're gone and you're back. It's never like that. It's always like he's always around and he never left, but my time is limited with him. So I recognize that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to get in and say what I need to say, or I need to hear what you need to say. It always kind of feels like we're on this time limit somehow. And when I connect with my grandmother, um, it's different. She comes to visit me where I'm at. And I always recognize that she's dead. Like, oh, Grammy, you've passed and you're communicating in my dream. And I recognize that you're not here anymore. It's not like that when I had to. I don't know why it's different. But anyway, so um, I had this dream a few days ago. My grandfather came to me, told me he met Veda, um, my soon-to-be child's name, and um how cute she was and you know that he's watching over us and um everything's going to be okay and you know whatever and we, it seemed like we talked for like 2 hours i don't really remember what we talked about i just remember him just sitting at the table and kind of smiling at me and we were at my my grandmother's house um and he was sitting at the head of the table like he always does and so i woke up from that dream and i was like oh wow i feel like he really came to me and communicated with me and that he's one of my spirit guides, you know, someone who's, you know, talking to me, giving me comfort, giving me guidance and so on. And so, um, today I went down and sat down with one of my sisters for breakfast and we were talking and I was telling her I had this dream about him. And she was like, that is so weird. When did you have that dream? And I was like, I don't know, it was like three or four days ago. And she's like, man, I was, it was three or four days ago where I was sitting in front of somebody and I had this flash of this, um, memory of sitting with grandpa we called him Papa, And, um, I had this memory where he would say, um, you eat like a bird, eat that chicken. Um, something about chicken wings or whatever, like he loved chicken wings. And so she was sitting at the table and he was calling her a bird eater or something. I don't know. It was some joke or whatever. He was always like kind of joking. And, um, but he was at the head of the table in that same kind of scenario. And so it, you know, it's interesting me and my sister have had connected dreams before we've had dreams about, um, you know other people in our family the same day it's kind of weird um but i mean nothing's weird for this show right <laughs> but there was this this moment of i recognize these influxes of energy when he decides he wants to come in he talks to everybody he comes to everybody my dad too oh yeah i also had a dream about him recently you know he comes in kind of these cycles and so it, it's just interesting <laughs> that that is the way, um, you know, I've been able to connect with this particular guide, um, in different ways than when I connect to, you know, my other guides. And sometimes, you know, like when you're trying to connect with a guide, um, maybe the easiest place to start is connecting with your ancestors and people that you know who have passed, um, people that you've had decent relationships with, even maybe not even so decent. Um, to finding ways to be able to connect to those people. And um what I do personally is I have uh kind of like a small altar for my grandparents um and some other people who have been in my life who've passed. And um it's funny because I got I get some looks sometimes and like, oh you have an altar? What do you worship them? I'm like, you know how many cultures put up altars for their 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 past loved ones, their ancestors? Like, come on, give me a break. Um, It's something that's, that's, that's very, very well known and well done around the world um, to keep those memories of those people and the energy um, of them alive in your life. And so anyway, since, since I put up my altar in my house, I've noticed that there's been presence around me at certain times. I feel like someone's standing in the doorway. Now for some of you guys, that'll freak you out. (laughs) But for me, um, since it's something I seek, it's, it's been comforting to know, okay, there's beautiful energy in this home. There are people that are watching over me here. Um, I don't have so much fear and anxiety around like what's going to happen because I'm heavily protected. And that may be a good place to start. You have to do, ask yourself also like, what's the motivation? Why do you want to connect to spirit? And I don't feel like you need a grand answer for that, but at least so you have a clear intention made. No answer, I believe, is the wrong answer, but you just, you have to know what the answer is. For me, um, it's it's for deeper guidance. It's for, um, you know, to, for, in my opinion, make my life easier. Um, wherever you can, you know, cut a corner for me, spirit, like, let me know. So I don't have to go through something as hard as it could be. Um, But it's just like having, you know, family support, friends support, people in your life who care about you, you know, like you feel supported. And for myself, um, actually, I'm I'm getting ready to do it soon because um, bringing this little life into the world and I'm like, I want her to be ushered in with the utmost protection, the utmost, you know, light around her um, and that, that reflects back into my rituals and what I've been doing in the house, um, to connect with them and say, be as present as possible as we usher in this new soul. Um, that for me makes me feel supported, makes me feel comfortable. And there's in, in no way do I feel any sense of fear around that. And they don't have to necessarily be ancestors. I'm like, you know what? Get the whole team down here. Who else can we recruit? And we can get a bus of spirit guides. It's like, let's just load them up. Let's go. Um. So anyway, make your intentions known and make your boundaries known. You know, hey, spirit, I would like to connect with you. And um, that looks like me sitting down with a candle and journaling. Or that looks like me sitting down and meditating and writing down what I think you said. Um, a lot of my channeling came from when I started journaling and doing something called automatic writing. Um, look it up if you don't know what it means, but basically, uh, you ask a question and then just write whatever comes to mind. That's how I started talking to my spirit guides, like outside of ancestors and outside of dreams. That was kind of the next step. I would sit down, write a question. Then I would just write whatever came to me. And later I was able to see, um, and it took some time it took probably almost a year of me doing it consistently but i was able to see where i was talking versus when they were talking the wisdom the words that they used um you know don't do it to be like who's my soulmate and then write down whatever the name is like i was doing that shit and it's, it's not productive because your human bias will come in and fill in the blank of what that looks like and make everything so um just to give you some insight and, and this is super vulnerable um when I was first starting this process, I was so fixated on the aspect of soulmate. And I was like, you know, give me a name, give me a name, give me a name. Um, And it was funny, the name Frank came up and it was like, Frank, this, Frank, that, you know, whatever. And um, at some point I started to feel, you know, like I was seeing the name Frank everywhere and I was, um, you know, watching movie. And then it would be this thing that said, Frank, this, Frank, that. And Anyway, it got heavily tied up into this French thing. It's probably part of the reason why I decided I wanted to go to Paris. And maybe a a year and a half later, um, it was actually a woman that I met with the last name Frank that had all these correlations with her or whatever um, that opened up some of my abilities. I ended up going into her house and sensing a spirit that was there that wanted to communicate something. It's a long story, so I won't tell it, but... Um, anyway, I was getting kind of privy to this big experience that I was going to have in that same experience in that same trip while I was there. It was also the trip that told me I wasn't going to be a photographer anymore. It was also the trip where, um, I started to see the difference, uh, not the difference, but, um, you know, how my life was about to shift in this really, really big way. And so, but I had interpreted it as, well, this is a guy's name. So this must be my soulmate. <laughs> I was like, idiot, <laughs> Um, but my spirit guides were talking to me then. And, you know, I was still in this place of trying to, um, steer what it is that they were trying to tell me instead of being really open to what it is they were trying to tell me. And so some of the stuff that you'll get won't necessarily make sense right now, but keep a journal nearby. And if you are able to root yourself deeply in your human experience. And if you come to a place where you understand this is who I am, this is what I want, these are my boundaries, these are my intentions, I'm ready to connect to spirit, I'm ready to start this communication, I'm ready to open this communication, I'll say, then you can put yourself in a really good position to be able to open yourself up to messages that I believe make your your life more magical. I won't say easier, <laughs> So I don't think my life has gotten easier per se, but more magical. There are things where I have gotten messages when I was able to sidestep that fear of what I thought I was going to receive, or even the fear of interacting with a spirit uh, in person. Um, So much joy came out of feeling like, oh, someone said something to me and um, I've gotten to see it come into light. It's like how I had that dream um, about my partner before I met him. Um, you know, so many things that have happened in my life that have happened almost, I would say almost prof- prophetically. I didn't know at the time that's what they were meaning. But when I look back through my journals and I'm like, holy shit, I, I knew about that three years ago, but I didn't know what it was. And so to give yourself that openness to, um, you know, restrain from making predictions around it, if you can keep that openness, there's a beauty that comes through where spirit guides say, now we can talk to them. They're not trying to just finagle some kind of message out of us. Because if you ask with that intention too, and that energy of like, you know, you're my servant, come, come give me what I want. (laughs) Come give me what I need to hear. Come give me the answers. Um, You know, it doesn't feel like a real relationship. So you have to treat it like one, you know, like an actual relationship. I'm not scared of you. I understand that you're here to support me, but this is still a relationship. And if the only time I'm willing to connect with you is when I need help, then, you know, how do you feel when you have a friend like that? Who's like only there when they need something. Spirit guides understand that that's their job, but I think that the relationship is similar because these people have lived on earth before, some of them, Um, and the connection that you're making to them is, is a support system. So you have to have a relationship as well. And part of that comes from you making a deeper relationship with yourself and your higher self, because the more connected to your higher self you are, the more of you have that bridge of the gap, I believe anyway. So that meant for myself coming to a place of saying, I trust myself. I trust my intuition. I'm open and honored to have this connection with the other side and I'm willing to trust myself through that process. And maybe you won't get everything right as far as your messages and stuff go, but at least you'll be able to ameliorate the fear that you've had around being able to connect to spirit in some kind of way or dispel this idea that you're making it up. And that may be controversial because, you know, how do you prove that you heard from spirit? You can't. (laughs) So, sorry, you know, like... There's, there's no, I mean, either you believe in it or you don't, and there's no real way to know for sure if the information is coming from you or coming from spirit guide. And in that, you know, even in that, it's like, you know, if it came from you, why does that make it wrong? Why does it make it that it's not, it's untrue somehow, you know? Um, For those of us who really don't trust ourselves in our awakening process, Um, in the way that we communicate, in the way that we are trying to connect, um, we'll have a harder time because we'll want more proof and we'll want someone outside of ourselves to tell us that we're correct. And, you know, in some ways, I don't think it's about being correct. It's about co-creating. And, you know, I had a dream about the house, um, this house that I live in before I got it. And sometimes I just ask for dreams. I don't even need to talk to anybody directly. I'm like, hey, (laughs) you know, give me a dream if that's the case. Give me something, some kind of insight on that. And that's hard sometimes because sometimes you have some random ass shit dreams and you're like, what did that mean? Um, I had a really bad dream the other day where um, I was in New York for some reason and I got into an Uber and I was like a sponsor for someone. Um, Someone was, um, you know, doing their sobriety or whatever. Anyway, some, some big game got out of Madison Square Garden and we were in the middle of this Uber in an in a SUV or something. And this particular person I was supposed to be watching after, um, jumped out of the car and I was like, Oh, I have to go find them. I have to go find them. I'm responsible for them. And I get outside of the car and, um, I, I, I'm, I'm while I'm outside of the car, this, this man bumps into me really hard. And I was like, Whoa, excuse you. And he turns around, um, at me and he's like, what are you going to do? Da, da, da. He has a beer in his hand. Um, And I was like, watch where you're going. And he hits me square across the face with a baseball bat. Hard. And I hit the floor. Now, normally people would wake up. I did not wake up. Then there were several other men who came around me, started stomping on me, kicking me, hitting me with sticks and so on. And I still didn't wake up. Um, And I stood up. Mind you, in the dream, I'm also pregnant. And I stood up and I'm I'm limping, trying to find help, uh, trying to get out of there. And, um, my partner shows up and he's like, oh my God, what happened to you? And I'm all beat up and I'm bloody. And he's like, let me take pictures. We have to go take you to the hospital. And I woke up and I was like, what the fuck kind of dream was that? That was so scary. Like it was so ridiculous. And, and, uh, you know, and, and in some weird ways, sometimes I have these, these dreams that end up coming true. And it's like, how do you delineate the difference between, you know, a dream like that and something else. And so I asked the spirit, "What the fuck was that? Why am' I having these weird dreams that are, are so violent and visceral? Um, you know, I, throughout my, my whole pregnancy, I've been having crazy dreams like that. I, see, I, hear, I hear that's pretty normal, but either way, it's really frightening. And the words that came to me like right away, with a, like a flush of calm was you're feeling really vulnerable right now and beat up. And as simple as that, like, and you know, you know how you wake up out of a terrible dream and you're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not feeling the the, the greatest. Um, I had that moment of like just peace for a second and saying, OK, yeah, I'm feeling really beat up right now. I'm having to take my blood four times a day and shoot insulin up my wherever um where it gives me a lot of um empathy for people who have diabetes because it's a lot of work to maintain um but I but in addition to everything else being achy and tired and just you know everything that goes into that in addition to just living normal life and I'm feeling so beat up and so tired and cranky and unhappy at times and um and it feels like there's this this unfairness <laughs> or the system's just getting me down. <laughs> and, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like I can't complain and whatever. Anyway, that's what my own bullshit I'm going through. But, um, you know, the, the dream in, in its in, in entity, if you will, um, wasn't necessarily like a prophetic message or it wasn't necessarily anything, but it was a look into how I'm feeling about myself. I feel responsible for people in my life. I feel responsible for how things go off. I feel this, this massive burden to, you know, maintain, um, you know, some type of, I don't know, relationship over this particularly vulnerable being, if you will. I mean, all you guys can probably go, I know what that dream means. Um, and then to wake up and be like, what the fuck was that? And spirit showing up to tell me Hey, like you need to check in with yourself. You're feeling really beat up right now. You need to take care of yourself. And that's kind of why I started this podcast with like I hope you're taking care of yourself this week. Um it was a reminder I needed. And that's the way that spirit maybe, you know, I don't know if they're the ones controlling the dreamland or anything like that. I feel like that's more of my subconscious, but them giving me an answer gave me an insight to what was happening within inside of me today or whatever day that was that I had that dream. But <laughs> Anyway, um, it gives, it's, it's like that, that aha, like that, that pat on the shoulder, that hug that you needed. And, you know, if you can get past a place where you're afraid of what that may look like, you can have the type of, you know, support that you may not even feel like you can get from people who actually live in your life. And for me, that was something super freeing is that the connection that I have with my spirit guides and my ancestors allow me to have comfort in times and areas where I don't even need to speak. I can be quiet and I can hear what they come in with. Um, it doesn't even need to be physical words at times. It can just be, um, you know, a feeling. It can be a calm Um Often they do talk my ear off, but that's also because I'm listening. I'm open to listening. So figure out how you want to communicate with them. Figure out what maybe boundaries you have or need in order to feel safe to communicate with them. And additional to that, like just as an extra measure, make sure your space is conducive for that. Like, do you have clutter everywhere or do you have a bunch of items in your home that are not, um, you know, that you don't like or... Um, you know, maybe you're living with someone else and they have, a, they have a bunch of shit everywhere. Like, I believe your environment and the energy of every item that you hold in your house holds some type of energy to it. And if you feel that there's a lot of fear and scarce, scared energy, um, you know, sage that bitch <laughs> or find something else. Uh, there's plenty of smudging and, and other uh, things that you can do, um, to clear your space. You can just pray over your space or you can use, um, I like to put selenite uh, in the window seals, keep bad energy out, things like that, whatever. Like you can find many ways to do that online. Um, but, you know, giving yourself the chance to create space for that, create space, not just in your home, but in your head. Um, what are, where clut- Where is the clutter in my mind where I'm, I'm so fearful that I'm making something up or I distrust myself or I'm scared someone's going to show up, I'm scared... What is that? Where is that? Become acutely aware of that and start making it a part of your practice to say what it is that you want and what kind of experience you want to open that up for you. So I hope this has been helpful. Since I've gotten I don't know, I just looked at my, my DMs and I had like about eight messages just real quick scrolling through people asking about spirit guides. So hopefully that's helpful to you. And I hope that in some ways and at some aspects you've been able to connect. Um, it would be really cool to hear from you guys, um, on the, um, on the anchor. If you leave a voice message about what your experience has been like, um, talking, speaking with spirit guides, and I'll put it on next week's episode. Um, or maybe I'll make a video or something I'm not sure yet, but anyway, I hope you have an awesome week this week. Um, I hope that you are creating space for yourself and you're taking care of yourself. In addition to that, thank you everyone who listens to the show and who shares the show. Um, I had a reading with a girl last week, this past week, a few days ago, actually, um, where she said her friend posted um, a picture of one of the episodes and then you know she listened to it. And then she started listening to the podcast and she started telling me how it's changed her life. Like it's really changed things around. And she booked a session. So I actually got to talk to her personally. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, first of all, it's it's so humbling to see someone in front of you saying that this is what the podcast has done for you. So like, I'm so glad that this is helping you guys. And I'm so happy that you, so many of you resonate with it. Um, we just crossed over 900,000 downloads. So we are almost to a million and I'm super stoked about that. So we're getting close. Um, so yeah, uh, all I I will say today is continue to share episodes that meant something to you. That resonated with you. You never know how it's going to help and, um, even maybe change someone in a big way. Uh, I don't take a lot of the credit for that. Um, I was just talking to one of my mentors and she was like, you should. And I was like, I have a hard time really grasping, um, the impact of that. And I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on myself too, simultaneously, but what I'm more impressed with is how spirit is using me, uh, to make this impact and, and that it's, it's actually helping people. And this is why I continue to do it even today. I mean, it's 524 right now as I'm recording this in Kansas city. And I was like, Oh man, I almost forgot to record an episode. What am I going to talk about today? (laughs) Um, and I asked my spirit guides, what should I talk about today? And, and they said, go look through your DMs. It's gonna be my spirit guides. And I'm like, uh, uh," and then I looked through and there it was. So (laughs) this is all very relevant. Um, but I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful for the, for those of you who listen, for those of you who share, for those of you who support the Patreon, who buy merch, who allow us to, uh, continue running, uh, at this capacity. Um, I just, I love you guys. Thank you for this community. So I hope you have an awesome week and thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.